communications are received, but 79% are screened out or changed by the receiver. Ah, think about that for a moment. I think about my husband and how I share things with him and then it gets changed or modified and 100% of it is because of communication and listening. So today, you you might think as a speaker, presenter, salesperson, uh, whatever your role is as you train people and teach, that listening isn't a critical component of your job. And I would say that it is one of the most important pieces as a great trainer and speaker, listening to your audience and hearing what they have to say. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and this is a creative training tip for you. Number one, you cannot not communicate. Yes, a double negative, I, I understand. But the whole idea is that you need every every interaction, there is communication. And you know what? People, we communicate sometimes not with words. You know, sometimes it's with our eye roll and our nonverbals. And other times it's with our, our words, absolutely. But listening is a good business for a few different reasons. Here's the why. Um, it's going to reach a clarity of understanding between you and that other person. It's uh, our ability to enhance communication, to support and cooperate. Uh, listening helps to improve morale and or job commitment if you're in the office and you're using this just with the person sitting next to you. So what's happening is there's an environment that's at, in place when you're talking with someone. There's a message that's being communicated and then um, there's a motivation behind what we're saying. But ultimately we're trying to really focus on what is being said. Of course, it's with words and tone of voice and body language, but here's what I want to encourage you with adaptability. Number one, as the person that is in the room, as that trainer, we want to really listen for feeling words. Do you hear people saying, I am frustrated, I just can't do this, or listen and watch for the state of them. Because if they're not saying it out loud, you can still see it and feel it in the room. Have you ever walked into a room and it's like, wow, there's so much great positive energy. On the same hand, you walked into a room where it's like, whoa, that's super uncomfortable and awkward. So let's try it for the first. And we can create that environment by being a great listener. Uh, determine the speaker's rationale. So when somebody is coming at you or it feels like they're coming at you and questioning, questioning, questioning what you're teaching, whatever it might be, Listen for their rationale. Listen for the main message. What supporting facts do they have? Uh, focus on what's positive about what they're saying. Uh, maybe they are addressing something that you hadn't thought about. Instead of going from to the mad card, let's go to the sad card or the, the card of help me better understand where you're coming from. We want to establish a listening mindset for ourselves as well as our words and our body language. I know for me, I have a tendency to speak through my hand gestures and through my facial expressions. It's fabulous because it comes naturally. The problem is when I'm annoyed or I don't like what somebody is saying, it also comes naturally then to express on my face or in my body language that same thing. So we want to make sure we check our nonverbals. Do they invite communication? Are we using eye contact at least two-thirds of the time? With eye contact, hold that eye contact for an entire sentence. I don't count to three in my head because I can't do that and keep eye contact and speak and all of those other things. I typically just 
sentence by sentence, give eye contact. Use positive motions, even touch when it's appropriate, like a, sli a slight tap on the shoulder to help someone re-engage or something, whatever's appropriate. And those facial expressions, like I said, for me, um, some people have a natural frown on their face. If that's you, um, you're going to have to just learn to smile because your natural frown makes people think that you are frustrated or angry or upset when you're really not. You're just at your normal, like, just regular state. And so you're going to need to put a smile on your face. Um, I also like, as the speaker, to choose an informal seating arrangement, have it be less formal and more comfortable. And really making sure that it the others in the room are are interested in what the topic is. You can kind of tell when they're sick and tired of a session or something like that. Uh, three other quick things. We want to pace ourselves. So listen and then respond. And also know their style of listening and plan appropriate for those adjustments. So if they're a type of listener that likes to be entertained, how can I modify to that? Or if they're more deductive, I may need to make sure that I add in all of my uh, research for that type of person. So figure out where their listening is coming from and try to adapt to them to meet their needs as the speaker. That's our job, to meet them where they're at. If you're wanting more on this, if you're interested in learning more about Train the Trainer, my book, Creative Training, uh, Train the Trainer Field Guide is coming out. You can pre-order it now by the link below or order it when it comes out in May. But we would be uh, happy to share that resource with you to really help you to engage uh, your learners and meet them where they're at. This is the Bob Pike Group signing off. Thanks for listening to another creative training tip.